Hello listeners, I want to play a game. Welcome to Pliskin Podcast. right everyone it is time for another episode of pliskin podcast hello and welcome i am your host john nicholson and today we are going to be discussing the new horror movie jigsaw which is the eighth installment in the saw franchise first off let me say that i apologize that it has been a hot minute since i've uploaded an episode of pliskin podcast but i have been busy with My new work schedule and going to different shows and doing all kinds of things. So I haven't really had time to dedicate sitting down and recording a podcast, which seems dumb because all a podcast is is sitting and talking, especially like me where I like to ramble. So it's not necessarily a lot of work, but um, it just takes a minute. So I have sat down and I forced myself to record one tonight because I needed to talk about Saw, uh, Jigsaw, because I love the Saw franchise. It's one of my favorite horror movie series out there. I mean, it's up there with, you know, the Night Round Elm Street films for me. It's, you know, people always like to complain that they're just, you know, uh, gore porn, torture porn, but I love them. I mean, they are kind of campy, and there are some very bad installments in the franchise, but as a whole, I love kind of the mystery, the storyline that they have going on, and Jigsaw just furthers that. Um, is it a perfect film? No. But when it comes to the Saw franchise, there are really good ones and there are really bad ones. This one falls, to me, in the really good category. So let's go ahead and uh, get started. Saw was started in 2004 with the original Saw, directed by James Wan, who then decided to leave the franchise and because he didn't intend to it for it to become a big multi-million dollar horror movie franchise so he stayed on as an executive producer and still is to this day um it's really exciting because the um i was wondering if the uh, charlie clauser who is a member of nine inch nails would still be the um musical score of the film and he was so i was very excited to see they brought him back to continue doing the music for the movie because uh, he always does great things and uh, he went a more rock route in this one um, more guitar and, and heavy metal kind of sounds to it which I thought worked out um, less of the um, electronic kind of techno-y uh, not really techno-y but kind of this I guess side bent sound that he went with the uh, uh, first few uh, chapters in the installment so the movies went through to Saw 7 which was known as Saw 3D and the franchise ended, and that was seven years ago. It seems like only yesterday we were watching Saw movies every Halloween, but seven years it's been since there's been a Saw movie, and Jigsaw just kind of happened out of nowhere. I know they had talked about it, and there'd always been rumblings and 
teases here and there that they were thinking about revitalizing the franchise, but there was never really an official statement and no one really talked about it. And so suddenly, boom, Saw 8's announced. Uh, and when it first was announced, I think it was just called Saw 8 um, or Saw um, Legacy. Yeah, that's what it was. It was originally called Saw Legacy. And I'm glad they changed the title to just Jigsaw. Because um, the way they stylized it with the, the opening credits, it said Saw, then faded in Jig, so it made it the full word. And I just think that as far as how the storyline is going and what they're trying to do with the franchise, this film is in itself very much about Jigsaw. Now, you can argue that all of them are about Jigsaw, but this one is more or less about his legacy and who he is and um, kind of the impact that he's made on the world and people. And it explores a little bit more into his backstory as far as it goes. Now, again, as if you've listened to my podcast before, you know there is no restraint on spoilers. So, if you don't want me to spoil any of this, any bit of the movie, I would say um, check back in when you do see it. Because it is well worth going to see in theaters. But, if you're still here, I will assume that you don't mind if I uh, spoil something. So, I will continue on with what uh, with my unorganized thoughts on the film. So, again, as I said, I really liked this film. I wasn't sure exactly how they were going to handle it. Um, When they announced that it was just called Jigsaw, I didn't know if they were going to try to make it a sequel or they were going to do like a soft reboot or what, or just a straight-up continuation. Now, this film, it turns out, is pretty much a soft reboot slash sequel because it could have been called Saw 8 if they wanted to and it would have been just fine but they since it's been seven years and many of the actors um have moved on the only one that's really the only one that has returned is John Kramer um and Tobin Bell still came back to play him uh so that was very good to see so he not only did the voice of John Kramer but he also played John Kramer in a physical form, which again, uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, check out because John Kramer is in the film and he is very much alive in it, and that is kind of the storyline. Um, it's been seven. It's well in the movie. Um, I think they say it's been ten years since Jigsaw died, so that's kind of the timeline they're working with. And it starts off with, you know, you're introducing, you're, you're getting introduced to a new character, and that new character is Detective Halloran. And he is, um, he's a good character. He's one of those cops you see as a detective and you, uh, you don't really know if he's a good cop, he's a bad cop. And as the movie goes on, they lead you to believe this and believe that. Um, but he was, he was really good in the film. I thought he was pretty, he was interesting, um, kind of an interesting, not really antagonist because at the end of the day, it was still, Jigsaw was still the antagonist of the film, but he added a little bit more layers to it, um, kind of how the film was alluding you to believe that he was the next Jigsaw. Now, let's back up a little bit. The film starts off with a guy running in the streets, uh, being chased by the police. And he gets out of this car, and he runs to a rooftop, and he has a trigger in his hand. And he te- the police show up, and they you know have him at gunpoint, and he tells them that if he doesn't pull this trigger in seven minutes, that uh, five people will die. And so, um, the detective, uh, you know, he tells like one of his snipers to target the, uh, little thing he has in his hand and 
then all the police officers, one of the police officers take a shot and then he, the, the guy, the perp gets shot in the heart and the detective gets mad because he said, who the hell shot him? Cause he didn't want him to die cause he wanted to question him and try to figure out what was going on. So, uh, that's how it starts. And then it cuts like when he falls down, then it cuts to a, a barn where it shows, you know, and you've seen them in the pre in the trailer and the promo art of the people sitting there and they have buckets on their heads and, um, they're chained up and it's really neat how this trap works. That's one thing I loved about Jigsaw is it kind of took the, it made the traps very simple. Um, it kind of went back to basics. Now they were a little more elaborate than say the first, cause in the first film, the trap was literally just a room and two men in a chain. Uh, and then like there was uh, a character that was in a room full of uh, barbed wire. And then there was a guy who, was in a room that was covered in flammable stuff. So, like, the, the traps in the original film were uh, very bare-bones and basic. Um, and then as the film went on, they started to get more elaborate and more, um, like, giant machinery and stuff like that. So it still had a little bit of that, but that's to be expected at this point in the franchise because they didn't. I guess they didn't want to dial it back too much so, um, because that the fan base expects these crazy elaborate traps. So they did, I will say they were, they were manageable. Like I wasn't, um, upset with the traps they had in the film. Cause for the most part, it was just a lot of, uh, uh, what is it? Levies, not levies. <laughs> That's <laughs> that holds water back. Um, levers and pulley systems. There we go. Pulley systems and stuff like that. And, uh, and chains and stuff. So it wasn't a bunch of crazy things that were almost too, um, unrealistic. So that was neat. And it took place, like I said, in this giant barn and all these people were attached to chains. And as the chain pulled them, they were coming close to wall that had, um, saw blades on it. And the first test is you have to sacrifice blood. It doesn't matter a lot or little. It doesn't matter. Just as long as you sacrifice blood, you won't get killed. And then of course some of them get cut and then the blades stop. But eventually that wall opens up. And they get pulled even further into the barn. And you can see that the chains continue on. Uh, and it, it was really neat how they did it. And uh, that's one thing I won't spoil too much is how the traps, all the traps are set up. Because uh, they they are really neat to kind of see in person for the first time. So that was, uh, that was a, very, a good plus seeing the kind of basic traps come back. It, it was very reminiscent of uh, Saw 3, I would say. Um, how the traps were not too elaborate but they were starting to get a little more um extravagant so that's kind of where it was but i love saw three it's one of my f uh, favorites of the franchise so uh that's the best the way i can compare it is to that movie and so i really liked it um now the movie is kind of centered around jigsaw coming back because these killings start happening again and this detective is trying to figure out you know, is there another, is there a copycat Jigsaw killer? Because Jigsaw's been dead. John Kramer has been dead for 10 years. So who is taking up his mantle? Because obviously, you know, we saw, we saw his autopsy. We saw this, we saw that. Surely somebody has taken over for him. A spoiler, again, it's not Dr. Gordon, which I was very upset about. They didn't mention him at all in this film. Uh, they didn't bring him up. They didn't even, like, reference him in the slightest. So that was a little upsetting that they didn't continue on with that story of him being the new Jigsaw. But at the end of the day, I feel like Saw 3D was kind of a fan service film because it was the fan theory for the entire franchise. And it could have been uh, that they had that idea the entire time, but uh, I, don't, I don't think that they were that elaborate that uh, early in the game. So it just kind of... 
I'm guessing that as the franchise went on, the people that are in charge of everything kind of said, you look at these fan theories. Like, they've pieced together this puzzle. It's just perfect. Let's just go with this. And then, of course, it turns out that uh, Dr. Gordon survived and Jigsaw took him in. So I, that's one thing that I always loved about the original franchise. So it was a little upset seeing that he wasn't back. But, again, that is to be expected. So, you know, it's okay that he wasn't there. But it would have been a little more, um, I guess, not merely meaningful, but just kind of an extra layer that would have continued on with that storyline. But I'm, what they're trying to do, what I can tell from the film, is kind of do a reboot, but not really, because they're continuing the story and the legacy of Jigsaw, but continuing it in a way where he is influencing new um, people to do traps. And, th- and that's probably what they'll continue on is the Saw franchise will continue on. Jigsaw will still be around because, you know, as the franchise went on, you noticed that there were people that were copying Jigsaw and Jigsaw wasn't recording those tapes that, you know, they were just taking pieces of old tapes and old recordings and piecing them together to make uh, what it sounded like something he recorded. So that's kind of how that's a scene that they took in the film too was, um, piecing together old audio clips of the jigsaw tapes to make it sound like he had recorded new ones. So here's the big twist, and I will go ahead and let you know now. Uh, the film makes it makes you believe that there's a mythical a mystical element to it, that Jigsaw has somehow come back from the dead because they dig his grave up and his body's not in there. Um, there's a body that was actually like killed a few days before. The guy from the... Uh, the, from the beginning of the film that had the trigger in his hand, they got shot in the heart. He gets killed, and then he's put in Jigsaw's grave. And you're, people are meant to believe that it was Jigsaw that did it because there was a victim who they found in the barn who had blood under their hundred fingernails. And when they took out the blood samples, they matched it up with John Kramer's blood. So throughout the film, you're, you know, you're kind of like, wait a second, Jigsaw is dead. What the hell is going on here? So... You're, you know, even me, it got me at first because I didn't, I was like, what are they, are they trying to make this a mystical film, like the ghost or something? Like, I didn't know what they were doing, so I was kind of on my edge of my seat there trying to figure it out. And then as the film went on, it turns out that the one of the other characters of the film, who is the, um, he is a, uh, his name is Logan, and he plays a, um, mort, not a mort, well, a mortician, but he does autopsies and stuff for the, uh, for the police department. And... He has actually been the secret jigsaw um, understudy, I guess, the entire time his uh, to take up the job. And the story goes that he was there from the very, very beginning. That that trap, the the film did that thing that time that Saw likes to do. It jumps between time periods. So the all those five people that were in that barn were actually Jigsaw's very first um, group of people that he did traps on. Um, like his first group trap. And the film is bouncing back and forth between present day and modern day. And the film is trying to make you believe that the five people in the buckets uh, in the barn are happening in the present time when they're not. Because at the end of the film, Jigsaw comes out and he's talking to the uh, two survivors of the, of the trap. And you're like, oh shit, there's Jigsaw. He's alive. Oh, holy crap. How the hell is he alive? And... Uh, it turns out it wasn't. It those were flashback scenes the entire film, and that the uh, mortician uh, was um, 
being Jigsaw this entire time, and he was making it seem like Jigsaw had returned by recreating traps and uh, making it appear that Jigsaw had returned from the grave. And he was doing it so that he could see that if he if that he was worthy enough to um, be to take over for Jigsaw and the and what he has done. And it was it was crazy because. Uh, the way they make that character seem like uh, his uh, Logan, the character Logan, it's his story is that he was the person that diagnosed John Kramer with cancer, but he mislabeled the um, the uh, auto like the X-rays of his brain. Like he put the John Kramer's uh, name on another tag, and then put uh, another person's name on another tag. So when John Kramer got his uh, x-ray, it looked like his cancer wasn't nearly as bad as it really was. So that's why he wasn't diagnosed soon enough, and that's why he wound up getting that huge, like, uh, swollen brain, and it turned into a big hemorrhage and stuff, because his x-ray was mislabeled, and they could have saved, that he could have possibly survived if they would have caught it early enough. But that guy mislabeled the x-rays, and therefore Jigsaw felt he needed to be punished, because as the franchise in the earlier installments, you know, he said never make it personal, but his early traps were kind of personal, like the guy who uh, smashed his wife's stomach, Jill, and caused them to lose their baby. So, uh, you know, it, it, that's that's was kind of the that was the big twist ending was that it was a mix between the uh, the mortician and the um, stepping up to be the new Jigsaw, and the fact that you thought that Jigsaw was alive when it turned out it was just a flashback. So that was that was a good. I thought that was kind of a good a twist ending because that is something that Saw is always kind of known for is uh, taking uh, the franchise and making it this um, elaborate story with like you're trying to figure out who what's going on, what's going to be the big uh, surprise ending. Nothing will compare to the surprise ending of the first film. Like I, that is in my top five of biggest shock moments in movie history and it might very well be my number one because i remember watching it going oh my god are you kidding me this whole time he was alive so it was it was good though um like i said the traps were simple the characters were pretty believable they weren't too campy um one of the characters in the film tried to be a comic relief and he had some moments that were um kind of like he had um little quips that he made to little throwaway gags and uh that was okay but i felt like that was a little unneeded for some point like there was a scene where the billy puppet rolls in he goes well that's not creepy at all and i just i don't know to me it didn't seem like it was done the right way i I guess maybe i'm just being cynical but it, it seemed like if you were in that situation you wouldn't be cracking wise like that um but it was it was a good film and i really hope they continue on with jigsaw and uh, move on forward with it because it, the way they're setting it up is that this uh, Logan guy he's going to be the new John Kramer he's going to continue doing John's work so if that's the case then there will be you know more reason for there to uh, continue on and they've introduced new characters that will uh, like there's another detective that uh, believes that you know he's uh, Logan had tricked him and making him believe that the det- the bad detective detective was actually Jigsaw and that he wound up getting killed and so. Uh, we'll see how it goes. If they, uh, um, it's made. A, I mean, it's made a lot of money so far. Um, if it keeps doing um, well, I'm sure they will go ahead and do a couple of more. Um, if and if they don't, if they just end it here, it could be a better ending, a more proper ending than Saw 3D was. Because Saw 3D uh, was kind of a. Um, I mean, it wrapped up a lot of things, but 
it left a lot of doors open. And this film didn't necessarily close any of those doors necessarily. Um, it raised more questions, but it did kind of fill in a couple of gaps. And um, it did have a couple of uh, plot points that kind of messed with continuity a little bit. But after a, fran- a franchise this old and this deep, there's going to be that. Like, there's going to be points where they're like, well, this works better. Let's just go with this. And it's nothing that ruined the film or that really changed things. But, um, but you know, it just it kind of leaves it open for, you know, interpretation, I suppose. And you got to think, man, how many, like, apprentices did John Kramer have in his lifetime? Because it seems like every few movies there's another one that pops up that winds up being... Uh, real shitty, and then it, you know, then you're like, oh, it was Dr. Gordon the whole time, and you're like, well, no, it wasn't Dr. Gordon the whole time, he just happened to catch him, because he needed a, a, uh, you know, a, um, a surgeon to help him do his more elaborate, like, body-type traps and stuff like that, so, um, we'll see where it goes, I, I believe that if, uh, the people that directed this movie, uh, directed the movie Daybreakers, and I love Daybreakers, it's, uh, that vampire movie with Willem Dafoe, and, uh, Ethan Hawke, and that was a surprise, surprisingly good movie. Um, I remember I saw it, I just happened to catch it on TV and fell in love with it. So, if they continue, and I don't know if they'll continue uh, directing all of them, I don't think they'll go that route. They may go different directors each time, but um, if they keep those people on to do them, they, I think they will do justice to it because. Uh, they they handled this movie really well and they've really added they've they brought they made me excited about saw again so uh you know there are people just thinking that there are people here that have probably never been never seen a saw movie in theaters and they're getting introduced to it for the first time so you know it was very good to do that and uh, introduce a whole new audience and kind of breathe life back into saw again and do it with a bang um so you know I, it's got my seal of approval I liked it. I thought the twist ending was really good. It got me on my toes. Um, was it the best twist ending of the franchise? No. Was it the best movie of the franchise? No. But was it one of the best ones of the franchise? Yes. Um, I would say it's probably, like I said, Saw 3 good. And uh, I don't know as far as how I would rank them. But I do know that Saw 4 and Saw 6 are probably the last two on my list of uh, Saw movies. So... Um, definitely check it out if you're a fan of the Saw movies, and if you're a fan of just horror movies in general, this is definitely one for you to check out, um, you know, but, uh, that's about it, so, uh, you know, sorry if if this was a little more loosey-goosey than normal, I just wanted to get on here and share my thoughts with you, and share my opinion on the new Jigsaw film, and let you know that it is A-OK in my book, so, hopefully I will see you before another three months passes, But until then, guys, remember, live or die, make your choice.